Hi everyone, I hope the sound is okay. I'm taking a walk and I just had a couple thoughts. So I want to talk about imposter syndrome. This is something that so many people, so many of my clients deal with or have dealt with. And I just want to bring to light this because it holds people back from so much in life. So, so much from showing up from oh god like feeling relaxed at all in like a work setting if we're just constantly like in our deep brains and you know our more shallow thoughts like I think of like conscious versus subconscious and like all these different levels if we're thinking oh god I don't belong here I'm too stupid for these people um I'm not good enough I'm not enough in these kinds of ways so I have to prove myself and I'm constantly having to prove myself but it's never going to be enough you know I'm always going to be lesser all of these thoughts right they're really intense and I just want to acknowledge that I know how that feels like it's so normal it's so common and it's especially common so I coach women so I kind of direct this podcast towards women but of course anyone can listen to it Um, it's especially common with like I see really high functioning really really smart women who deal with imposter syndrome because they're maybe brought up in an environment where they were pushed or their caregivers or their mentors or the people that they looked up to were very quote-unquote successful by their definition or by society's definition and it's like always trying to reach the top but never quite feeling like you're there even if you are there for example if you make a if you set a goal for yourself right and then you reach that goal (laughs) it's likely that even before you reach that goal, when you started to get close to that goal, you you moved the goal higher. So it's like never even reachable, right? So we constantly feel like we are lacking, that we're behind, that everyone else has their shit together and everyone else is perfectly confident (laughs) and capable and super brilliant around us. And we're just the dummies. We're just the mistakes. We're just the imposters. And I want to pose this thought. Do you think other people actually feel like super confident? Like they have their shit together? Like they're super smart and like really lean into that? Like actually, do you actually think most other people that you're around feel that way? No, I'm going to say right here, everyone feels some kind of imposter syndrome. I'm not going to say everyone. Most people, most people feel the exact same way that you do. And I hear people thinking, well, like, it doesn't seem that way. You know, people seem confident around me. I notice all the confident people and the people who are really smart and seem to know they're really smart. But here's the deal. You're good at covering it up too, right? Like you're good at showing up. You're good at, I don't know, giving your input when you feel the time is right. You're good at acting like you're confident sometimes. Like we are masters 
of hiding feeling like an imposter. And I feel like the people who feel most like imposters are the ones who are the best at hiding it because they have like all of this practice. And so I just want to pose this question of like, do you really think people around you are feeling super confident all the time and like they're so smart and so brilliant and just living these like calm, joyous, you know, lives. <laughs> it's just not reality. So I think first, the first thing to think of is that you are not weird. You're not abnormal. You're having a very normal reaction to your circumstances. You're having a very normal human experience. And the fact is, is that it's not true that other people are not having that same exact experience as you, even and especially the ones who seem the least like they feel like imposters, right? I mean, the people who are like really successful around us, oftentimes those are the people who feel the most like imposters because they're always trying to climb. They're always trying to get to that next level. They never feel like they're quite there. So that's the first thing to think about. And I just want you to take a moment with that. Just sit with it. Just see how it feels. Know that you're not alone in those feelings. So not alone. Know that what you feel is normal based on your life experience, your history, your circumstances. And having that imposter syndrome is kind of like a driving force for a lot of people, like always trying to prove themselves. So I think about like the success that you have had in your life and we can kind of soften our relationship with imposter syndrome. It feels so bad to not feel enough. It feels so bad to you know, have all this anxiety about speaking up and being ourselves and, uh, you know, never feeling like we can relax and just like ourselves just is never enough. I want you to just lean into this a little bit. Maybe imposter syndrome isn't the worst thing. Maybe it has led you to a lot of the things that you have wanted to a lot of your goals. And it's just a matter of shifting your mind to a place where you know that you're not alone Most people feel this way, especially a lot of high-functioning, really smart people feel this way. And I want you to think about belonging, attachment versus authenticity. When we grow up, we... We don't have to be authentic. We just have to have attachment. We have to have attachment to get our basic needs met, our food, our shelter, Love is a basic need. Belonging um, on the Maslow's hierarchy, I think that's a little bit higher, but basic, basic needs, food, shelter, water. And we need attachment. We need caregivers. We need people above us to provide us with those things when we're young, right? Because we can't provide them for ourselves. So attachment, whatever we can do, to gain attachment. That means usually abandoning ourselves, our moods, our moodiness, (laughs) our um, true authentic emotions, our feeling like we want to scream, uh, you know, like all of the things that we suppress in order for people to see us as people deserving of getting food, shelter, and water. (laughs) 
It's like a basic fundamental level. So attachment and love goes hand in hand. To get love, we shape our personalities. We notice what works and what doesn't. When we scream and we kick and we have tantrums in the grocery store, we get things taken away from us potentially. Um, You know, people look at us like we're horrible our parents, our caregivers, whoever's in our sphere, um, scold us. They have an angry tone in their voice, potentially. They make us be alone in our rooms, you know, whatever it may be, that is like the absence, it's the taking away of love. So we have to find a way to mold our personalities so that we can get more of the love, more of those basic needs met, and then some higher level needs met. And so we abandon ourselves. So that little rant coming back to imposter syndrome, when we feel we can't be truly authentic and get what we want, we change ourselves to get what we want. And we go through life for decades like this, sometimes our whole entire life, right? It's really deep. It's really, really deep. And then we never feel like we are enough still. And I do think some of this has to do with feeling like our authentic personality is suppressed, that we don't think we can be our true, true, true authentic selves and get what we need, get our needs met. And so when we're in, say, like a work situation, we're at a meeting and like professionalism is a whole thing, sitting in a meeting with your fancy outfit on feeling uncomfortable, but not being able to talk about it, um, feeling nauseated or anxious and not being able to talk about it, um, feeling like a failure and not being able to talk about it, just having to put on a face, a mask, uh, present yourself in a certain way in order to get the things that you need to get, such as money, so not getting fired, um, you know, there's a presentation aspect to it and then when you feel like oh god I just I'm tired I feel like I can't keep up I just want to go home I hate this I'm not even smart enough to be here I shouldn't even be here like those are your authentic thoughts right but then we think when we go down this line of thoughts feelings when we have those thoughts of like I'm so stupid I shouldn't be here the feeling that we have uh, yeah it might be anxiety might be a number of things you come up with it right whatever feeling that thought creates for you and then what is the action out of that feeling out of the anxiety it's like probably you know if you have to make a presentation you're feeling like you're stupid you're gonna fuck this up the feeling is anxiety the action is you get up there and if you like fumble over your words, you beat yourself up more, but you, you try to stuff it down, stuff it down, hide it, hide it. And then the result of that is proving to your own damn self that you're not enough because you didn't do a 100% good job on that presentation, um, even though no one even noticed, right? It's like this perpetual cycle. So... Recognizing you are not alone. Other people are going through this 100%. And what else did I want to say about this? There were a couple of other things. Let me think. 
so confidence is born out of confirmation bias. And what I mean by that is our brains are assholes. They are hardwired to notice when we fuck up more than when we get things right because that's a survival mechanism. Like we need to know when we are effing things up and focus on that so that we can survive in the world over when we do awesome things and you know we uh we achieve and we feel joy and like amplifying those things it's just not that important there are like a bunch of studies about this particular thing um where like the positive things stay in your brain way less than like way less long than the negative things that are like just like magnified in our brains that's how our brains work they're assholes and so I think about it like we go to the gym and like we may eat healthy and we do these things to help us. um, But training our brain is like literally the most important thing. The most important thing. Like our entire world, what we see, what we experience is all through the brain. Our entire human experience is through our brains. So... When I think about imposter syndrome, I think about confidence, I think about confirmation bias, we are just confirming and reconfirming whenever we do something that is not like up to par for our own standards or perhaps for societal, um, very like limited standards that we, we start to self, um, especially if we have like a really strong brain, like a really smart good brain we can become obsessive and so I see this tendency in high achieving women where they notice any perceived failure anything it could be like that meeting and the presentation that you gave that you didn't feel like was a hundred percent perfect which nothing is ever really perfect so we can always find flaws so our brains magnify the flaws they diminish the good aspects and it's this self-reinforcing self-perpetuating cycle that we are somehow dumb not good enough and it's confirmation bias so the more we pick up on in ourselves and in our external realities um, relating to ourselves that you know we have fucked up or you know whatever it may be any kind of negative thing in our spheres when we're we already have that sort of like strong and potentially obsessive mind that might be anxious or whatever we're going to amplify those moments of not enoughness of proving to ourselves that we are actually dumb and not enough not good enough it's just going to amplify it so it's this like crazy freaking cycle and just noticing that you are missing all of the amazing things that have been happening that confirm that you are absolutely enough that you were born enough that you've always been worthy that you can relax that you don't have to like kill yourself to um you know be successful like all of these factors we don't notice them because we don't need those things for survival what we need on like a primal level is to note when we make a mistake so we don't get eaten by a lion the next time so it's like these perpetuating cycles and really the first thing is like just noticing that 
pattern in your head that both realities are true, right? The reality that you have this perceived failure, you said something dumb, you know, whatever. Like in your head, that is true. And then also in your head, what could be true are all of the wonderful things that we are just like glazing over, that we are not even thinking about because our brains want to go to the negative naturally for survival. So just noticing that both realities are true. There's the failure and there's the success. And it's like, what is just more fun to think? Like, what is more fun to direct our attention towards? Like, what is going to actually bring us a better life? And a better life comes through better thoughts, like on a very basic level of course there's poverty and there's mental illness and there's horrible things in the world but on the level of the mind if you can improve your mind state even just like two percent it can change your whole entire life so i really want to reinforce that both realities both truths of you being a failure and being a success Like both of those things can be true, right? And we just direct our attention so much more towards the failure side of things. And we don't even notice the successes or if we do, they're like so short lived. Like it sucks how quickly, how how like anticlimactic achieving goals is because we're already on to the next one because it's we're trying to reinforce this thing about how we're not enough like we're trying to reinforce it we're trying to find proof so it's never enough even when we do get the big promotion and even when we do make the money we want to make or you know work for and get the body that we want or all of the things when we're in the great relationship whatever we've been working towards it's it like feels anticlimactic because we're already on to the next we're already seeking out in our field where we're not enough and we are focusing our attention on that and only that And it's already heightened in our mind. So if we did like no work on our brains, those things would already be heightened. But because we're directing now our energy towards those things, they're becoming so much bigger than the actual good things in your life. And the actual good things are becoming so diminished, so diminished. And it's so sad. So when I think about those two worlds, the failure and the success, the failure is magnified naturally. And then when we put more attention towards it, It's going to become even bigger. So really having the discipline to notice when you start to feel like you're an imposter, like you don't belong, like you're the worst, like you always fuck things up, like you're not enough, like you'll never be enough. Just notice it that, okay, my brain is being an asshole like it does. That's okay. Like I see you. I'm going to let you have your moment. But now I'm going to direct my mind towards all of these amazing things, all of the things I've overcome, like, oh my God, in my life, like so many amazing things, so many amazing people that I know, so many people who, who just know that I'm enough, that see that. And let's think about the ways in which I am enough and that I've proved that to myself over and over and over, but I'm just not noticing. And it's like a muscle, like at first when you do this exercise of just like redirection you might be like i don't really see anything because there's like resistance and because those those neuronal pathways just haven't grown enough so that you can like um 
get into the details. Like there are so many details every single day that we miss that are successes that you can add to that bank on that positive side that we miss because we simply have not built the architecture in our brains to notice, to heighten, to feel, to embody, to let that sink in deep, to repeat it, to like create that confirmation bias in our brains with the good stuff. And so it's all a practice and it's all about just growing your neuronal networks by being just really mindful about where we are putting our attention. So I hope this was helpful. Um, Yeah, I coach people one-on-one. I will put the link to my calendar, I guess, in the show notes. I work with women who go through imposter syndrome all the time. It is so common. You are so not alone in this and you can get out of it. That's the amazing thing about having a human brain, having a strong human brain that can conjure that imposter identity is that you can also conjure an identity of such success, feel such joy, feel like you can just be yourself, like you don't have to wear any masks and that you can have all the the success and everything that you want by just being yourself. So there is a way, I promise you. All right, bye.